I mean, like I said, I grew up in New Jersey. They they basically put you in a leopard print diaper when you're born. So I'm sorry. I'm like, everyone's like, oh, isn't leopard print out? I'm like, was it ever out? No. Like, oh, I'm so glad it's back in. I'm like, it's never been out. I've been wearing it since I was 15 years old. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I think that that's, uh, yeah, I do. I do scoff at that. Nothing pisses me off more than hearing age appropriate. Like, oh, she's too old to be blah, blah, blah. Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living podcast, where we are reimagining and redefining what it means to be in midlife where we are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. Not too long ago, I started doing Instagram reels just as a challenge to myself. You might not believe it, but I'm a little camera shy. I know that sounds crazy if you've been listening for a while and know that I have a background as a stage actress, but I will tell you now that there's a reason I didn't do much film and TV work when I was acting. For some reason, I was always uncomfortable in front of a camera. I hated having to get headshots done, and now that I'm a photographer, I can tell you I'm far more comfortable on what I call my side of the camera than I am posing in front of one. Anyway, one of the challenges of podcasting is letting people outside your circle of family and friends know that your podcast exists. So social media is an amazing tool for getting the word out, and a bunch of my podcasting friends strongly suggested that I needed to do Instagram reels and get on video in order to help market the podcast. Well, I resisted that idea for months. So I confess, I thought reels and TikTok-style videos were for young people and maybe a little stupid. Then, one fateful Friday afternoon, I got a wild hair. I thought, it might be fun to do a lip-syncing reel to a song from when I was young. Well, okay, so I plunged in before that wild hair feeling went away, and guess what? It was fun. For my first reel, I chose a very 80s song. I chose It's Friday, I'm in Love by The Cure. I mean, can you get more 80s than that? I found a filter with a pink wig that made me look a little punk so I wouldn't look like myself. And I couldn't believe how fun it was to be goofy in front of the camera. It was liberating. And I admit it, a a little cringy, but it was more fun than cringy. So I decided to keep going. And then I got really into it and I started researching. I put that in quotes. And by that, I mean scrolling through reels to see what the cool kids were doing. And, well, that's when I stumbled upon this week's guest. I fell in love with her, and I fell hard. Her name is Jen Robinson, and I have a feeling you're going to fall in love with her, too. She is equal parts motivational speaker, beauty expert, style coach, and comedian. After turning 50 and being constantly discouraged by the messages projected to women over 40, 
Jen set her intentions towards creating social media playgrounds that celebrate women. I can't wait for you to meet her. So without further ado, here's Jen Robinson. Hey, Jen, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm so excited too. I, I, I always like to say how I met people and I've been watching your stuff on Instagram. I don't know, I started making reels a month and a half ago or something and had been totally resistant to it before then because yes. in fact two years ago I was like I don't want to go on camera just Same. like since I started my podcast like lots of stuff I've been busting through um all the little things that scare me you know uh, sure. anyway so I'm doing the reels and I'm like well how do you do reels like how does this work so anyway you know instagram started feeding me more reels as as it is wont to do you know and the next thing i know and it knows that i'm liking it all the 50 plus woman stuff and the, and you started popping into my feed and i'm like oh my goodness she's fun she's fun <laughs> so i'm watching your reels and I'm, i've been watching them for a while and just totally enjoying them and giggling oh, and you know having a great time watching you and i don't know you posted something what was it a week ago i got in touch with you yeah something like that maybe i don't know yeah and i i saw it and i was like I just have to see if she'll come on and I don't normally do that you know and so I reached out and you got right back to me and I was like oh my god she's that was awesome and here we are here we are you you're like I'm into relentless shamelessness let's get her on <laughs> I am that's a really no, I told I can it. totally relate I can totally relate to the to the real thing I I you know I tell my followers now on my Instagram you know, it took a long time for me to get to this place. So this year, it's been like accidental influencer, I'm calling it, because it started with just like a handful of women and, you know, just posting some things. But I would, I would do lives, you know, I'm like, I've got to try this live thing, go on live. And I would go on live and six people would show up. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and it's the worst I've thing, only done it like once. Ticker. Yeah, I've, I've done it once with the corner. Uh huh. And you're like, oh my God, what am I doing? And you can see how many people are on, but then you can also see how many people are dropping out, <laughs> which is like, which is the worst. So I went on one time. I was doing, you know, like a get ready with me. I'm like, that'll be good. I'll put my makeup on. I'm really comfortable doing that. And I could talk through all. And so four people came on. One of them was my straight male friend from high school, <laughs> who I'm pretty sure. <laughs> did not want any tips on how to put on your eyebrows and <laughs> he gets on I'm like he's probably laying like you know hardwood flooring in his house right now and was like oh let me see what Jen's doing and here I am hey Mike I'm putting on my eyebrows like I'm sure you're really and I I started to literally sweat out of my armpits and I hung up in like two minutes I was like three five people are on oh my god now it's only four I'm losing them I gotta go I gotta go <laughs> dropped out <laughs> and, now, and now I get on them and I'm on there for an hour and a half and it goes by in a blink. But I did. I was the same way. I was like, oh, my God. Oh my God. I don't know. My if armpits I are sweating just thinking totally. about it because that totally happens to me. I do these things and I get all nervous and and shy and feel like an idiot. And then I'm sweating and I'm like, OK, I got to go now. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I'm an only kid. My folks were always, you know, do perform, be, you know. And so I've always been like, you know, a bit of a ham. And uh -huh. so it was just very funny to me that I was like so nervous. I'm like, why am I so nervous to get on it? But it was that whole thing of not having someone to talk 
too. You know, because when you only have a few people, they're not as interactive in the chat and, and you don't see the other person. It's like having a Zoom call with yourself, you know, so you're, you're just talking, hoping something is connected right. with them. Oh my and gosh. And if they're not replying, you're like, oh crap, <laughs> I lost them. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. This is so funny. So we kind of, let's back up a little bit. You mentioned sure. accidental influencer. So let, let's back up to what you were doing before your reels started taking off and your Instagram exploded and all that stuff. To, yeah, go, go back so, to what started you even doing the way you're doing. You know, it started with, um, you know, just thinking I should have an Instagram account. Like that seemed like the thing to do. So I, you know, signed myself up and came up with a little name and I would post a few pictures. And, you know, I've always been, um, I've been in and out of the beauty industry for about 20 years, started behind a counter, but always been a makeup girl and a freelance makeup and things like that. And um, I was back in the industry again. And I had a lot of friends our age who were saying, you know, it'd be really great if you would do some kind of YouTube channel, something because, you know, there aren't a lot of women our age who are doing this stuff. You know, everyone was like 25 with perfect skin and no wrinkles and and they wanted someone who was, you know, relatable. And so I was like, okay. And I started, you know, just dabbling. And I wasn't doing video. I was just, you know, post, I, I would do my makeup, what I thought was really beautiful. And I'd sit at the super stupid window in my house that gets really great afternoon light, you know, and take, this, <laughs> and take the perfect selfie. And I did a lot of these like still, you know, here's my makeup look for the day. And here's what I use, you know. And my, you know, handful of friends, oh, it's pretty. Oh, I like that. What color is this? What color? You know, and that was fine. Yeah. And then the pandemic hit. And, um, you know, I, in looking to connect with people, I've been in sales all my life. And, and you know, salespeople, we just don't know what to do with ourselves. We're not connecting with people. <laughs> and so, I, you know, I started joining some Facebook groups with women kind of our age and, and, and similar interests. You know, we talk about beauty and fashion and styling. And, and then I started to post a few little pieces on there. And it felt a little safer to do it that way because it was like a closed group mm. you know you get to know some people and I'm like okay I'll just you know throw some videos out to that that crew and I started to get some oh this is great well oh I love your energy and oh and you do have an Instagram do you have an Instagram do you, and, and I went oh, okay maybe I should repost some of this stuff to my Instagram and so I started to do that and then some of those women started to follow me there and then some of their friends started to follow me and so like earlier this, you know, that started last year in the spring, I started to really get into it and have some fun. And then it turned into some styling things where a girlfriend of mine saw a pair of pants. She's like, oh, how would you wear those? You know, do you have other ways that you would wear them? And I was like, oh, I'll pop this up as an Instagram video. Maybe that'll be fun. And that turned into just like this little following, I had a couple thousand followers, right? Most of them were friends of mine that I've known for years. And then a handful of strangers who had come along the way. And then, um, like you started with this whole reels thing. And, you know, up until September, I had about maybe 2000 followers. And then I got into watching the reels and thought it would be hysterical, you know, to do some of these because I am a ham. And, uh, and I, and I, and I am also, you know, radically shameless. And I was like, you know what, this will be really fun. <laughs> and so I did one that I almost did not post because it has, you know, it has some, some language, some colorful language in it, but <laughs> I'm from New Jersey and we're known for colorful language. So <laughs> I was like, you know what? 
and, and the people who were following me know this about me. Like sometimes I, I let the, the F bombs fly and you know, I've been known to let an F bomb or two fly. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'm, from, I'm from New Jersey. I mean, that's like our favorite adjective. And so I almost didn't post it because I'm like, well, you know, what if like people from my corporate job and they see me on the thing and I'm swearing, you know, and I was like, you know what? That, this is me. This is my separate thing from my, you know, I'm going to just post it. That reel went viral and got 1.3 million views. What? And, oh and, uh, and then all of a sudden I went from, you know, less than 3000 followers in September. And now I'm at 35,000 a few months later. Wow. And it started with that reel. You know, I picked up probably, you know, a couple dozen um thousand followers with that and then just people started to watch my stuff more and um and then you know sharon stone followed me and my girlfriend <laughs> screenshotted it she's like sharon stone is following <laughs> like what no it's got to be like some sharon stone who lives in like kansas you know it can't be the it no it's the it's the sharon stone went to her thing i'm like it's really her her page so yeah oh it just gosh. started to be funny like i'm like she found it and she's like this is hysterical and I'm like, oh my God, that's a riot. And then all of these little things just started to fall into place. And, um, you know, I, I'm laughing because in my head a couple of years ago, I thought, you know, wouldn't it be nice if I could just build a nice little following over the years? You know, I'm 50. I turned 50 this year. And I was like, it would be really cool if I could just build this little following so that maybe, you know, maybe when I'm ready to retire, I'm thinking that I'll have this little following and maybe I could just be like a part-time influencer for women in their 60s. And I was like, this will be fun. I'll just build this slowly. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to pick up a couple thousand followers a year. <laughs> right. And all of a sudden, whammo. And now all of a sudden, you know, it's like, holy crap, I really need to figure this out because... Now I feel, you know, there are more people, more, more eyes on me and there's more opportunities coming my way. And, you know, I'm like, oh, this could, this could be something and who knows wow. what it's going to be, but wow. yeah, it's been fun. It's so been that fun. happened in September. Yeah. And now we're in January. So what, how has anything changed in your life? Like in a way that, that you feel like this is, this is. like a sea change other than oh my gosh I have all these eyes on me or what anything new or anything you found out about yourself or yeah I think you know um the process has been really interesting and it it's it's been eye-opening in that I struggled a lot in the beginning with this whole you know I think we all do it in some way shape or form at some point in our lives with some kind of imposter syndrome Mm-hmm. Of feeling like, you know, is my makeup technique good enough to be teaching people? I've never really considered myself like, oh, a stylish person or like a, I've never done styling before, but people were responding to my style and they were, you know, enjoying those things. But there was always those those pieces of me like, really, am I really, who am I kidding? And especially in the springtime when I only had you know, maybe 1,500 followers and every Saturday I'd turn to my husband and go, I'm going to go upstairs and film now. And he'd go, okay, great. And he's been super supportive. But there was this part of me like, really, I'm going to like give up my Saturdays every weekend to go film. Like, who am I? Like, I'm not going to be this thing. You know, it's like you just, you do this whole thing, right? Of like, am I, am I for real? And thinking too. Do my friends think I'm nuts? Like she's trying to be an influencer at 50. So I just, you know, you play those tapes and I'm, yep. I like to consider myself a fairly confident person, but I still had those questions like, who am I kidding? 
And the piece, I think that the, the thing that has resonated me with, with me the most, what I've learned about myself is that I'm enough just the way I am. Mm. And my following has let me know that I'm enough just the way I am. And it, the, the revelation came when the, the response from the videos where I was being silly and tripping over my own feet and swearing in the videos and talking, you know, as if we were just girlfriends and I wasn't trying to present and I was just having conversations with them and just being me that those were the times when they were like, this is so much fun. It's like, I'm with my best friend having coffee. I, I get that, that comment more often than not. It's like having your best mate. I hear that a lot. Like, I feel like I'm with my best mate or we're just having coffee or we're talking about beauty products. And, and I, I realized that I think sometimes we get in this space, especially in this world of, you know, social media and Instagram and all of those things of feeling like you have to be excellent or there's a there's there's a level of perfection or something that you have to Mm. be and we forget that people follow people Mm -hmm. and they connect with people they they don't really connect sure they love the tips and tricks absolutely but they really connect with me first and they like me and they like then they like what i have to say about what i'm doing and it's been a it's been eye-opening um, about myself to just kind of go, you know what, stop trying to meet. Cause I, I'm one of those people I want to be good at it tomorrow. So I went, I have to get the right lights and I have to have the right camera and I have to do, you know, I felt like I had to have all the gear cause I saw all these other people and they have these beautiful studios and I'm filming with my iPhone on a tripod with a window and no like fancy lights and I'm just winging it and, and they're eating it up, you know? And so it's, it's been good for me to understand that that's part of the process. You know, it, it, you just have to be okay with just being yourself because people connect with the, with the authenticity first and then the tips and the tricks. And, and they, then they buy into what you're saying because they believe you. Um, mm-hmm. And so that part's been, been opening for me. And it's a lesson I've learned about myself, like cut myself a break and you know, what I'm bringing to the table is enough. That's awesome. And you're having, you seem to be having just a ton of fun with it. It has been, it's been fun and amazing. The, the thing that surprised me, I think the most is just the level of kindness. You know, I think you get into this, into these worlds and people, you know, you hear about all these keyboard warriors, you know, just firing off crappy comments to people and and I get a few trolls here and there that say things. And I'm like, I didn't ask you for your opinion. Go away. But so many lovely, beautiful, kind, sincere. I've gotten the sweetest little notes from people talking about their kids doing these little outfit of the day dances. I have this stupid song I do sometimes. Where well, I, wear the I was going to ask day. you, can you, do, can you do your song? It's, it's, so, it's so dumb. Like, it's the I'm outfit putting... of the day. It's the outfit of the day. It's the outfit of the day. It's the outfit of the day. 
And I just dance around my stupid room and do something dumb and make like, you know, silly. And it, and it just flew out of me one day, like goofing around about to film something. You know, normally I would get on and say, okay, here's what I'm wearing today. And here's what I got and this and that. And then that day I just, I'm like, I'm just going to be stupid and sing a song and make them laugh. Cause we were in quarantine. And I was like, this is what happens when you let an only child loose. And she's been in quarantine for months and I'm <laughs> dancing in front of the camera, like doing stupid dance moves. And I'm like, well, that was like, oh my God, that was the funny, like, that was really what started it because I sent it to the Facebook group that I was in. I posted it to my Instagram and everyone's like, the outfit of the day dance is now stuck in my head. Then I started getting yep. videos of children. It's outfit of the day. Little kids, <laughs> like I'm big with the elementary school kids. Like I, I'm a, I am a hit with the elementary school set. Like they are into me. I look, must be like a cartoon character because they send me videos of their little kids singing the songs, Aww. toddlers bouncing around, getting dressed with their moms and they're singing the song and it's the cutest thing. And, uh, but yeah, just this level of community that I did not expect that I was really surprised by. Like you hear about it when you talk, you know, people who have followings like, oh, my community, my community. And my friend had, had, been following me for a while and when I started to pick up a little bit she started to see some of the comments that people would leave and how affirming they were to me and how kind they were to me and you know and she said it so beautifully and I'll never forget it she goes this is the difference between a following and a community and I was like oh isn't that cool and I do feel that way about them like they really are some of them I know by name I know I see their handle come up and I know what their first name is even though their handle is something completely different I'm like oh there's Anita like I I just know that's her because we've talked now for a year plus some of us they're my OG followers and I know them by name and and I do feel connected to them. And some of them have sent me little notes and little gifts and offered services to me just because they want to help me. It's, it's amazing. And in a time when I think we've all kind of lost some faith in, in people mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, we have those moments where we're like, oh, what is going on in the world? To see that there's still that genuine desire to connect and to support each other. It's, it's really, it's really lovely. And that's the, the, the side benefit of this. That makes me so um, happy to awesome. hear that. that yeah. Is, that really is, uh, yeah, that makes me really happy to hear that that's the way that's going for you. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking about, you know, that imposter syndrome that you were thinking about and trying to get it all right and making sure you had the right light and all this stuff. And, you know, I, I feel like one of the one of the beautiful things to come out of the COVID shutdown and, and 2020 um, is that we all kind of had to get real there. Um, and, and yes, what I, you know, everybody's Instagram feeds were all so perfectly curated before. And I feel like we got a chance to drop that artifice a little bit and, and just kind of show up as ourselves and you know how great that that your takeaway from this is that you are enough mm -hmm. how amazing is that yeah just that genuine and i i agree with you yvonne i think it's been a it, you know i i think as as stressful and as as trying and it's been you know there's been a lot of loss and pain and things associated with these last couple of years but there's also been a lot of of 
people reaching out to each other and genuinely connecting. And that's what I've been seeing a lot. You know, there's certainly those, those moments of being this, you know, doing this kind of Instagram thing that can be a little off putting, (laughs) but for the most part, it's been really just lovely and to watch people really connect and how they're supporting each other and how they're supporting me and vice versa. It, it is. And it's forced us, I think, to, to let, to shake off some of that and to just say the heck with it. Or, you know, I think so many of us feel like we lost time. I lost a very good friend mm. last year to COVID and she was 45 oh. and she was gone in a week. And she was one of my dearest, like my sister was in my wedding, you know, and, Mm. and you, and you, and you grapple with this lost time concept. And I think what people have realized is that, yeah, there is, there's nothing promised. And so we, maybe we, maybe we love a little differently now, maybe we reach out a little bit more or we connect differently or we try harder and we make sure that we don't have that feeling of lost time. And so, yeah, I agree. I think it's been a big piece of it. I feel like there's an opportunity here that if I hope that we can all uh, take advantage of the opportunity that's in the middle of this to do that. And, you know, I think about your your followers feeling more like a community. Um, one thing that's happened f- for me in this year is connecting with people oddly online I made more friends in the past year and a half mm-hmm. doing my podcast because just this connection. And what I'm finding is, is I also feel like there's this moment in time where women are starting to support each other more. And that to me is really exciting. And I don't know if it's because of the space I'm playing in with a bunch of other 50 something ladies who mm-hmm. are ready to, throw off the competition and the and whatever else um we were you know at all at, I, I would just always felt like oh groups of women there's always going to be you know yes the, you know the, the side eye and the competition and all the stuff and I feel like less and less of that that we're mm-hmm. all starting to try to go no go girl go <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way. I have a lot of, I call them my Insta sisters, you know, all of these, all of these, these women and, you know, younger than me, older than me, my age that, and we've all connected and we get on each other's pages and we support each other's things and we shout out each other's successes. And and yeah, I just feel like that's the energy I want to put out in the world right now. And I feel like that's the energy that's coming back. And I think a lot of it just has to do with how we are showing up. Uh, You know, I think it's, like attracts like and when you're putting that out into the world like I'm supporting other women and I'm trying to really promote um, women-owned businesses and uh, and women-owned brands and minor- minority-owned brands mm-hmm. and giving some some voice to you know um, some of us who have felt like we've been sidelined <laughs> women our age <laughs> we're a part of those groups too of you know that get kind of sidelined and wanting to celebrate you know shapes sizes colors all of the things you know and so it's been i think when you put that energy out it comes back to you and i'm not surprised that you're feeling that too because you're you're also putting that out in the world and that attract you know you're you're attracting it right back into your you know it bounces right back it's a mirror what you put out comes back yeah 
what an exciting time in so many ways. I mean, it's a scary time and a weird time in a lot of ways, but, mm -hmm. um, but there's so much possibility within it too. That's, you know, when I started doing this, when you, when, I keep going back to what you said that you, you realized you're enough. And I, I think about when I started down my little path and I was, I wasn't quite 50 when I, when I started looking at what, you know, I, I, I got up, started, started a morning routine. It kind of flipped everything around, did a lot of self-helpy work. And that's what got me excited about my next 20 or 30 years. And that's what got me thinking about doing a podcast and all that stuff. And a lot of what I was trying to do at that point was improve myself. There was a lot of self-improvement that I was striving for, you know, and the more I do this and the more I go down this path, the more I'm realizing, no, I don't have to improve myself. I am enough. I'm enough. But let's dig in and yep. see what what I'm excited about. Like, it's not about improving. It's about exploring. And for me anyway. Yes. And I feel like that sure. is kind of the path you're on as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's and I think improvement comes with the exploring, you know, it's like once you kind of tap into the things that you really want to pursue. And when this started to really take off and, and I and I started to get so much great feedback from women who were watching me and and learning from me and then asking questions, then it 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 made me want to learn how to do this better. Like, OK, well, I want to learn how to edit video and I want to learn what does this hell hashtag thing mean? And, you know, and, and, and lighting and, you know, and how to put, you know, fun video clips together. I by no means that, you know, some kind of expert film editor at this point, but it's improved me. I've learned things because I was inspired to learn them because I was exploring this avenue of myself that I hadn't considered doing. And now that it, and it's really, it's tapping into so many things that I, I think I'm good at. And, and I get so much positive feedback for it. It just, it, it spurs me on, you know? And so nights when I would spend, you know, everyone's like, how are you doing this? Like, cause I work full time. And mm -hmm. then I do this probably 20, 30 hours a week between editing and filming and all of the things that I'm doing. Everyone's like, what? I'm like, I don't, I don't hardly watch television anymore. I sit with my husband, he'll watch TV and I'm over there looking up reels, audios. And what am I going to do? <laughs> planning my, planning my content and all of that, but I am enjoying it. You know, it's, it's, it's tiring for sure. I mean, I have my days where I'm like, whoo, but it's, an, it's, it's, it's gotten me excited about it. And it's gotten me, I've learned other things and figured out technology that I wasn't familiar with. And, and a lot of it was trial and error and yeah. cutting myself a break. Like, okay, well that one, you know, now I look at my content from a year and a half ago and I'm like, well, I'm doing much better filming now you know my my lighting is better and my angles are better and i've learned you know what to do with that stuff and it's all a work in progress but i also think that's what my following is there for they love it they love watching it evolve you know yeah. when i took off all these little og gals have been with me for a year and a half were like that's our girl there she goes we knew it was gonna happen <laughs> and it was so great it was so great to see them like they were thrilled to see something like this happen for me. And oh. so it was, it, that part was really neat. And so when, when things are happening, I'm like, guys, I got my first paid deal. They're like, yeah, that's our girl. You know, it's just, it's really, it's been really cute and fun. Oh my gosh. Um, I have a question for you. If you, like how, how different are you now from, let's say this technology had been available for you in your twenties or thirties. Um, 
would you have gone this route? Is it the timing of your life or the a confluence of all these events and, you know, 2020 and the shutdown and the... Yeah. I mean, That's a great you... question. I like to think that I have always been a, a fairly self-confident person. I, you know, but I don't know if I would have taken those type of risks to put myself out there in this way back mm. then. Mm. And... I think, I think getting to this age, there's something really liberating about turning 50 for me. I was really looking forward to it and embracing it. And all, my friends are like, you're totally, in. I said, you know what? I feel like there's this thing that comes with 50. I said, I feel like it's a rite of passage where you can just finally say, I have zero Fs to give anymore. <laughs> like all my Fs are expired. <laughs> like done. <laughs> like, and you just get, you know, you're able to get to that place. And I think that there, I'm in a space in my, in my spirit where I feel as though I'm cool with where I'm at. I'm okay that with not knowing things. I was much more, I think, prideful back then and was afraid to say I didn't know and wanted to assert myself. And, and I worked in a lot of industries that were male dominated. And sometimes I felt like I had to kind of assert and fake it till you make it and don't you know don't raise your hand say I don't know and now 25 years into my career I'm the first one in a meeting like I have no idea what you're talking about and I wouldn't have done that at 30. So I think that there's this thing of getting to this place in my life where I'm I'm thinking I know I bring a lot of great things to the table but I also know that I have still have so much to learn and I'm okay with showing people that I don't know and that I'm learning and that I need help. And I'm a very proud person and I want to try to do things on my own, but I've gotten much more comfortable with the idea of, that's something I, I don't know. I'm going to ask, I'm going to just put it out there. I don't know. Will you teach me that? You know. And so I think it, to answer your question, I don't know that I would have back then. I, don't, I think I would have been hung up more on trying to make it perfect and trying to be uh, you know, a, a, a shinier, more polished version of myself instead of my true self. And this, this settling in that happens at 50 of, of getting very comfortable in your skin and who you are and what you're all about. I think that has really contributed to the overall success of what's happened for me. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope I, I'm so hopeful that in this time that younger women can see older women um, because I think it's changing. I think there used to be yes. a certain amount of invisibility that went with the turning 50, which also does give you freedom because the invisibility, it's kind of like, what the hell? Uh, I'm invisible yeah. anyway, who cares? And yep. let me just do what I want to do and do what I like. And there is such freedom with being this age and I, I, I guess I should only speak for myself on this, but I still feel really good physically. I still feel, yes. in fact, I feel better than I felt in my forties because I finally am taking care of myself and exercising mm -hmm. every day. And, and I'm like, what? okay, so I've got all this energy and I've got experience and I've got this and, and I feel like I'm just getting started, you know? I get it. I get it. Yeah. I had a, I was on live yesterday and a girl 
popped into my comments. She said, I'm 29 years old. And she goes, and I prefer following you over the influencers my age. She said, I think you're so real and genuine. And she's like, and you really inspire me. She's like, and I hope to be as cool as you when I'm 50. And I'm like, that's so awesome. That is you awesome. know, because I think, I think we are, I think there is this, the, the narrative is changing about what it means. You know, this whole thing, it cracks me up recently. I don't know if you've seen it on Instagram, everybody talking about how the golden girls, when they were on, they were all in their fifties mm-hmm. and, you know, and they, and they put the, the screenshot of the crew from the golden girls against the screenshot of the cast from sex in the city. And they're like, <laughs> they're both the same age, right? On tele television age. And it just the, the visual of like what a woman in her fifties is now compared to what we thought, you know, like someone said to me, like, you know, like our grandmas, they look, they looked old and they were like our parents' age. And my mom doesn't look old. Yeah. My mom's like it, in her late seventies and she looks great. Yeah. You know? I'm like, going to blow your like, mind. Somebody, somebody yeah. blew my mind in, in a clubhouse room not too long ago. They were talking about um, Archie Bunker and Edith, the wife yeah. in her fifties at that point. And you think about right. like, she looked, she was like, as a young person looking at her, I was like, she was old. Yes. And I, so I, before I started down this little road and before I kind of had a flip, I dreaded aging. I mm-hmm. never been afraid of dying so much. I'm kind of like, well, that's common. Okay. Right. You know, but, but what I am afraid of or have been afraid of is getting old and infirm and all the things that I thought getting mm-hmm. old meant and I am now really kind of excited about like the next 20, like what might, what, it, what's it going to look like? Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, I feel that way too. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. There's just a hopefulness that I think a lot of women, um, may, not, uh, many women don't feel if they approach this age, you know, they feel like, oh my God, this is, you know, I'm 50 and this, I'm like, yeah. I'm just getting started. Like, let's go. And I talk about this with my followers all the time. Like, I'm I'm here to live out loud. You know, I love that quote. You know, what did I come here to do? I came to live out loud. And I think I, I, I it resonates with me so much, especially as I've turned fifty. Just that feeling of, hey, I'm I, I don't I don't feel the need to be quiet. You know, this whole dress your age. What the hell does that even mean? Right. You know, I have this conversation all the time with women. They're like, oh, I'm too old to, and then fill in the blank. You know, I'm too old to wear a miniskirt. I'm too old to wear sparkly eyeshadow. I'm too old to wear, you know, and I'm like, Mm-mm. or we talk about trends and they're like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to look trend. I'm like, you know, what's trendy? What makes you feel good is what's trending. Like, does, do you feel good in it? Who cares? It's from 1987. Do you, do you feel like you rock it? Then go rock it. I'm like, that's trends and all of those things I think are just a bunch of BS to keep women second guessing themselves. And <laughs> instead mm-hmm. it's it just embracing like, Hey, I, this is the stuff that I feel good doing. This is the stuff I feel good wearing. I'm like, why I go, why do you want to just take away joy? I mean, I, I think it's, it's such a, a, excuse the, excuse the word, a bullshit message that we get as women that, you know, twenties and thirties fight, 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 make your voice heard, you know, stand out, stand up, you know, climb the ladder, do the things, chase it down, go, 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 go. And, and just the, the volume keeps getting dialed up, dialed up. And then at 50, it's like, you know, be quiet and stand in the background and don't talk too much. And don't be so opinion. 
it, it's what so so what you're telling me is that you know between the, the years of 25 and 50 like those are my that, that's my sweet spot to like be all the things I could ever be and that once I hit 50 like my voice is no longer valid like just was just when I've gotten to the point where I feel the most secure about myself and what I bring to the table and what I bring to friendships and relationships just when I feel the most comfortable that's when you're telling me to dial it down no no Mm-mm. Mm-mm. not gonna happen Mm -hmm. (laughs) even more annoying (laughs) yes 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 oh my gosh and I'm thinking I was I was you were just had me thinking about you know that whole age-appropriate thing and I I remember reading in your bio just how you're scoffing at it I think was the term and that you're you're you know you're convinced that leopard print is indeed a neutral girl I'm here to say yes I mean, like I said, I grew up in New Jersey. They they basically put you in a leopard print diaper when you're born. So I'm sorry. I'm like, everyone's like, oh, isn't leopard print out? I'm like, was it ever out? No. Like, oh, I'm so glad it's back in. I'm like, it's never been out. <laughs> I've wearing it since I'm 15 years old. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I think that that's, uh, yeah, I do. I do scoff at that. Nothing pisses me off more than hearing age appropriate. Like, oh, she's too old to be blah, blah, blah. I saw a woman and I was with friends. We were in Maryland in in this cute little town called St. Michael's. And there was this adorable woman. She's probably in her mid-60s. And she had a mini skirt on, you know, bare legs, high heels, working in one of these shops. And she's walking around. She looked great. And she walked past me. She was walking out the door. And I just tapped her on the shoulder. I said, I'm going to tell you. Like, you look fantastic. And you should wear short skirts for the rest of your life. I'm like, I would kill for those legs. <laughs> and she was like, thank you. And you could tell, you could tell she probably heard, you know, just the opposite message from a lot mm. of people. Yeah. And I said, I applaud you. I'm like, you have the legs of a 20 year old. You should wear that for the rest. I'm like, you look fantastic. And even if you don't have the legs of a 20 year old and you like to wear short skirts, do it. It just, but it did. She just looked fantastic. And I'm like, we need to tell each other that stuff. I, I, I hate this idea that we're all supposed to be in a twin set in a boo-boo by the time right. we get 55. And qualifying oh, our compliments too, you know, like, the, mm. you know, yeah, just, just say you look great, right? You are rocking right. that. You look just killer. Right? Like you, yes. Yeah. Like yeah. own that energy. Absolutely. Oh yeah. I think, yeah, there's been a lot of that. And I think too, I think we grew up in that, you know, in a generation where, I think we were we were encouraged to be more. You know, I think we were probably like one of that that first true generation that really embraced the working world and you're going to go out and you're going to get a you know like all of that stuff. Um, and I think it's been it's been lovely to see our generation embracing this this decade because I think we see it differently than maybe our parents' generations did. You know, yeah. it was like okay, well, this is when you start to dial it down and you know and let everybody else shine and. And yeah, I think it's such a shame, you know, so many, we're we're bringing so much to the table now and we control so much of the economy. So it's like, don't underestimate us. We have a lot of buying power too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think they're starting to, I'm saying they're, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the brands and, and such, I'm really starting to see real people in ads, like real looking people in ads and, you know hope hopefully more diversity and hopefully age isn't the last ism that uh 
you know, breaks that, breaks that barrier, you know, I'm so, so tired of all the anti-aging this, anti-aging that, and, you know. Yeah, I hate that too, and I don't use it, like, oh, I, anti, I'm like, mm, pro-aging, mm-hmm. not anti. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think it's so important that we, we, we paint different pictures, especially for our daughters and our sisters and our, you know, girlfriends, that we paint different pictures, and we, and we put out different messages to young girls about, you know, I, I've got girls who are talking about Botox at 25 years old. I'm like, don't worry about that stuff. Know, like, you don't right? need to be doing that. Um, you know, no one needs to do it. I mean, I do it. But if it, there's this idea of like, oh, I've got to, I've got to just eternalize this 25-year-old look. And you couldn't pay me to go back 25 years. I'm really cool with where I'm at. Yeah. Do and you I, do you picture yourself? Like, do you have, um, do you ever visualize yourself 20 years from now? Do you have like a, an image out there of what you hope it looks like? You know, I don't. Um, I think, you know, I, I, I don't know that I've ever been a person who has really gone there with, with you know, okay, that's where I want to be in 20 years because I feel like I'm always evolving in the day-to-day. Mm. And and I I had a really great conversation with one of my best friends about this. You know, I think it's a, it's a shame. It's a, it's, it's this weird thing that we put ourselves through. You always talk to what's your five-year plan? Where do you want to be in five years when you interview? And where do you want to go next? What's your next job? What's your next thing? What's your next? And there's this idea that where you're at right now cannot be satisfactory to you. Mm. Like you can't just say, I'm good right here, just like this. And there's this whole thing of like this unrest that you always have to be in this space of wanting to more, 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 and next, next, next. Like, why can't, you know, this, where you're at now is where you wanted to be five years ago. And now you're here. And now you're supposed to say, well, this wasn't enough, even though this was your goal five years ago. And like, why can't you just say, you know what? This is the job for me. This is the job I love. And I'm okay to do this job for 20 years instead of chasing down the ladder or the rung. So I, I don't do a lot of projecting into the future, I think for that reason, because I like not knowing. And I like the idea of possibilities and not feeling like I've predetermined it somehow in my head. Sure, would I love to be able to, you know, retire early from corporate America and just be an influencer? Yo, I've had that, that vision in my head and maybe that'll happen someday. But I never thought that this was going to happen to me, and this has been such a cool thing. And two years ago, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have imagined this. Yeah. And so I, I, you know, I just hope that I'm I'm you know in a place where I'm happy and I'm surrounded by the people that I love, and maybe I'm still imparting some some wisdom and some joy on folks and having some fun along the way and being ridiculously shamelessly knuckleheaded. But <laughs> I think it. Yeah, I don't. I don't spend a lot of time forecasting and trying to because I think that's part of the fun is turning right and not knowing what's going to be around the corner yeah and I like that part that that sits better with me I love that answer I love that answer that's (laughs) I'm trying to get there girl I've, I've always you know I'm I've been like looking at that future and all that for for a long time and living into my future instead of enjoying where I'm at yeah. for so long. And so I'm going to take a page out of your book. That's yeah. Just I'm marinate, marinate in your awesomeness. Like just get, yeah. get good marinated in it. Like I look at, look at how far I've come. 
You know, I think it's important sometimes that we we take stock on what we've done and not where what we haven't and where we need to go. It's like, look at all the stuff. We had to do this thing at work this year where we had to write a letter to ourselves and kind of recap all the things that we learned or did or were proud of. And it was a really nice exercise. And I almost feel like it's something we should all do every year, like after the end of the year, instead of projecting, what am I going to do for the new year? It's a take stock of what you did and how you grew and what you accomplished in the year prior. And I think that's the thing. We're always turning the page. Like, why can't what you, why can't you just sit and marinate in what you've done and how far you've come and obstacles that you've overcome over time instead of like, oh, now I'm going to turn the page on the new year and there's some new goals for me to achieve. And, and I think that's where people, you know, where we get a lot of restlessness and, and stress is this feeling of, oh, this is not enough. Today is not enough and tomorrow needs to be better than today. And, and it just, and it keeps you too focused and doesn't allow you to just breathe and open up for some opportunity and to be in a moment and experience something fun. And be open and available to it because you're so like zeroed in on something different. Yeah. Thank you for that. I mean, that's probably exactly what I needed to hear today. Oh, good. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Look at you. You got a podcast. Like, I mean, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, I mean, these are things that, that, you know, a lot of people our age don't do that they're yeah. afraid to do. And that you should be proud of that. That should be something that you're like, it took you know me two years to who... put it together. I mean, I thought yeah. about it was in my mind for two years and I was afraid and I, you know, had a lot of reasons for not doing it right away. And I'm just thrilled yeah. that I finally got out of my own way. <laughs> yeah. And there'll <laughs> be know? people who've had this idea that you've had for 10 years and haven't done anything with it and won't, Yeah, you know, and, and you acted. And, and I think that's, that's the fun part. You know, sometimes you don't know what your, your next dream is going to be. And it right. kind of crops up and surprises you. Like, well, maybe I will want to do that. I yeah. didn't think about being an influencer five years ago, even like that. That was even a, you know, like a possibility. And now I'm going, maybe I could do that. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Amazing. Oh my goodness. Well, where can people come and find you? Oh, so my handle is making up for glossed time, like lip gloss, making up for glossed time. Um, Instagram, uh, there's a Facebook group and there's a YouTube channel and hopefully soon to be a you know, website, maybe a membership forum where we do virtual styling and virtual lessons and some fun stuff on the horizon. So that those are my, those are my goals for the new year to just expand on this community and, and give them more opportunity to connect with me and with each other. Yeah. So that's what, that's where you can find me. Fantastic. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for your time and the conversation. Thank I knew you. it was going to be fun and it just, it just was. Oh, good. <laughs> I thought I didn't disappoint. Wow, this has been really great. And thank you so much for the invitation. I was thrilled to be invited. And this is my very first, you know, appearance as a guest on a podcast. And I just want to thank you for making such a wonderful experience. It's home run, great. lady. Home run, man. Oh, man. Hey, look at us. Look at us go. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, there you have it. She is so much fun to talk to. I love that she's willing to put herself out there with total abandon and is comfortable enough in her skin to do things that are silly and funny, even as her underlying mission is for nothing less than a pro-aging revolution. Her platforms promote 
radical self-love and encourage women of all ages to live out loud. You know, something stuck with me after I talked to Jen. I find it so interesting that she almost didn't post the interview that went viral for her. And it makes me wonder, have you ever held yourself back from doing something because of what other people might think? I have. I mean, what if just being yourself is good enough? What if you stop trying to improve yourself and just live out loud? If you want to know more about Jen Robinson, just go to latebloomerliving.com forward slash podcast and click on the show notes for episode 92. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, if you had fun, please share this with someone, this episode. Let's get this pro-aging revolution moving, people. I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay safe and well. Talk soon.